Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Think Now Research Podcast. This is our monthly podcast in which we go over our most recent report. Think Now Research is a culturally integrated market research agency. We integrate Hispanic, African American, and Asian insights into custom market research for companies and government agencies looking to thrive in a changing demographic environment. You can find us on the web at thinknowresearch.com and on Twitter at thinknowtweets. My name is Mario Carrasco, and I'm co-founder and principal of Think Now Research. I'm here today with the founder of Jelena Group um, and our PR partner for this month, Jennifer Elena. Jennifer, please introduce yourself and tell us about the Jelena Group. Sure. Well, first, thank you, Mario, for having me and uh, including us in this incredible research. It's been a lot of fun for us working on this and getting some of these in- insights for the upcoming season. Um, Jennifer Elena, founder of the Jelena Group. We're an integrated marketing and public relations company that uh, focuses on multicultural segments. We're located both on East and West Coast, Washington, D.C., and Palo Alto, California. We like to help brands uh, deliver their messages and stories to diverse audiences and uh, really look to our research partners to help build those stories out. Great. Thanks, and it w- Mario. Yeah, and it was it was great partnering with with you all. Um, for those listening that are familiar with the report, we got some great press on on Ad Age, and so we'll actually be delving more in depth into that report today. Think now, retail, which delves into the holiday retail habits across Hispanic, Asian, African American, and non Hispanic white consumers. Before we dive in, I'd like to thank our executive sponsor, Lucid. Lucid is the world's largest audience platform for sourcing and understanding human answers, real deterministic data about human behavior at scale. The company has built the largest and most powerful programmatic survey marketplace and has enabled brands, agencies, and partners to ask and answer more than 14 billion questions worldwide. With a pool of 80 million plus unique respondents, Lucid delivers unprecedented access to consumers for data-driven decision-making about everything from marketing to product development in real time. Lucid is headquartered in New Orleans with offices in London and New Delhi. So for those of you that want to follow along with the actual report, feel free to pause the podcast now. Go to thinknowresearch.com and download it. You can uh, follow along. You can also follow along without the report. We're going to do our best uh, to talk about the data make it uh, visual for you all. Um, and so for those that do have the report, we're going to be jumping to um, slide six, which is a really interesting statistic here. Um, the main headline being three in 10 consumers say that they will be spending more during the upcoming holiday season compared to last year. Um, this is the total market. And if we look deeper kind of into some of the differences, I think the big thing that stands out Hispanics and African-Americans in particular, most likely to spend more this year. So if we look at the total market, 30% saying that they're going to spend more, but Hispanics, 33% they're, they're going to spend more than last year. And then African-Americans, really, I think the biggest leap, 39%, almost 40% of African-Americans um, saying that they're going to spend more this year 
uh, versus last. Um, you know, Jennifer, what what do you think is playing out here? I mean, I think uh, in general, kind of what's happening from a from a political perspective and and a media, we would kind of think that there would be some some sluggish holiday sales, but the opposite seems to be playing out. What do you think that's what do you think's driving that from your perspective? I really love this data point because I think from a big picture, it looks at the optimism from the both of these segments, the Hispanic and the African American segment. From a brand perspective, I think this is really telling for brands is this season when they look to market or connect with audiences, uh, these are really the two key these will be the two key driving forces of some of the growth that they that, that they see. So when brands look at spending for their overall total market budget, to me what the implication on this is to consider the division of uh, not just total market, but a total business. How will this drive growth for, for brands this holiday season? From a political perspective, you know, I think it's really interesting. It, it, it does feel uh, counterintuitive to the headlines that we read. You know, the, we've certainly seen some um, conversations from the Target CEO that's come out to say, hey, uh, we don't think Hispanics are shopping. And I think this is great to underscore the fact that that's, that's not accurate. It uh, looks like this data point and other data points throughout this uh, research show quite the opposite, that, that they're eager, interested in shopping, and it might just not be at particular retailers. I, I totally agree. And I, I actually completely forgot about that Target CEO because we've been so focused on on, on our data, right? Because that was a comment right. really, really made without no data backing it. Um, and when that, that was mm-hmm. right before Think Now Retail came out, which really kind of countered it one, but showed some data that that's actually not happening and, and the opposite is happening. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you pointed to some trends because I think there's actually a trend um, that we haven't talked about that, you know, about income. And I kind of this goes into our next slide. You know, we, we like to get behind the why. And one of the big thing that's driving, you know, we asked for those people that chose that, that they are going to be spending more this Christmas, we asked a follow-up question. Why do you plan on spending more this year for Christmas gifts compared to last year? And across the board, we see more disposable income is one of the, one of the top reasons why. Um, and then, you know, great deals, of course, are another top reason. Um, and one of the points that I, I actually forgot about that came out earlier this year by the census is increased household income for minorities. Now, mm-hmm. the wealth gap mm-hmm. is still a problem, of course, and, you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. and African-Americans um, are making less on average than the rest of America. But some on the optimistic side, we do see the greatest growth in income happening among those segments, Hispanic and African-American. Um, so I think that's a driver that, you know, people really aren't talking about, you know, that, 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 uh, minority groups are, uh, are making more money. And I think another thing, um, you know, Jennifer and I, for those don't know, we, we came through the Stanford Latino entrepreneurship, uh, initiative, um, Latinos are starting businesses at a faster rate. So I think that's one of the other things kind of helping close this racial wealth gap. And um, it's really coming to a head this year. I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's exactly what I was thinking is, is what attributes to this more disposable income. 
is it is is you know the questions I look at is is corporate America stepping up and doing more to close the wealth gap in in terms of their businesses and what women and men and minorities are making, or is it that these segments are becoming more entrepreneurial? You know, and I think when we look at the overall American economic drivers, the rate of Hispanic businesses that are opening and growing is you know far exceeding the rate of, of the total market. And and also I think that the, some of the millennials, when we look at some of the millennial trends and side hustles, you know, there's there's more of a change in the landscape from a traditional you know nine to five corporate job for 40 years to hey maybe I can start my business while I'm also working. So I think that there's a couple factors, but I do think it speaks to the you know innovation and entrepreneurship of the segment groups and as some additional uh, resources that are being more supportive of it. I think the Stanford group is an awesome example of that. You know, uh, Sol Trujillo and, and Rupert Murdoch and Stanford partner together because they know this is more than just a uh, nice thing to do. It's, it's, it's an American economic imperative to close this gap. And when you're looking at Hispanic businesses opening at a faster rate, then it, it makes sense to say, hey, what can we do to help these companies scale faster? and get them to the multi-million, hundred million, and billion dollar marks. Right, and you hit the nail on the head, right? It's, it's, it's um, ultimately it is an economic imperative, right? Spend more, we all do better. Um, and another thing that jumps out, you know, you mentioned side hustle that makes me get, uh, you know, you think of Uber, um, you think about technology, and mm-hmm. we look at the second, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the reasons that popped out, it's not a top reason, although it is a top reason for African-Americans on why they're spending more. Um, one of the more interesting reasons is technology and innovations make me spend more. Um, and I thought that that really resonates specifically with Hispanics, 39% of Hispanics saying that technology and innovations make me spend more, and 44% of African-Americans. And just to give the listeners a sense of the difference if we look at eight um if we look at um and i, I i'm sorry i misspoke it's 39 percent of hispanics say that technology and innovations make me spend poor and 44 percent of asians saying that uh technology and innovations make me spend more and to give you a sense of the difference is uh, if we look at African Americans, only twenty six percent say technology and innovations make me spend more. If we look at non Hispanic whites, twenty nine percent, and then the total market, it's thirty two percent. You know, we we we've been focusing on Hispanic, African American, but Asians uh, tend to pop here in terms of technology. What do you think is driving um, that the the one of the drivers in terms of uh, technology making, you know, Asians in particular spend more for holidays this year. I think that's a really great statistic that came from all of this is because we look at consumer habits and trends and there is so much change and innovation happening right now um, that Asians as a segment are really leading, I think, in terms of adaption and looking for for new, you know, looking for new and looking for um, superior technology products. And I think this is a great time to be a consumer right now because there's so much innovation happening. We have the app, you know, the the Apple X, Apple 10 to be uh, launched in a couple of weeks. 
we have a lot of competitors that are that are from different venues and, and vantage points really making a leap to grab the attention of the consumers. You know, I have to also think it's important to look at the terms of technology and innovation from a lot of times from, from countries of origin as well. Mm. I mean, if we look at the Asian technology markets, they're just fast, fast, fast moving and growing. And I think that's a reflection of the population here. You know, same thing with Latin America. If you look at the adaption of smartphones in Latin American countries, I think it then later we'll find out that it reflects this 62% of adoption for smartphones compared to 50% of the total market here. It's so I think it becomes kind of a global perspective on what is in, in, in you know, indicating some of these trends as well. No, that, I, that's a really great point you bring up about Asians and country of origin because um, you know, it reminds me of the statistic. I think you know, we Hispanics are obviously the largest minority group in here in the U.S., but I think what mm-hmm. some people don't realize is that there's a couple of factors that are changing that. Well, I shouldn't say changing the fact that they're the largest, but um, immigration is slowing. Um, a lot of the growth from Hispanics are coming from U.S. birth. Um, but I think what's interesting about Asians is that they're the largest, uh, fastest growing immigration group, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. who's coming to this country via immigration, not from U.S. birth, it's Asians are driving that. And so you have the largest, uh, if we look at Asians, we have the largest segment of, of immigrants, really. Um, so mm-hmm. so that's a good tie back to, you know, country of origin, techno- technological adaption, um, innovations. And so we see a little bit of that playing out here. It's a very powerful segment for for brands in particular. I think we've done a lot of work with financial institutions, for example, and Asians as a first generation, second generation, and immigrant generation have an incredibly high financial acumen, and that's different than on the Hispanic space, that Hispanics, even when they acculturate on the first generation, even when they are making household incomes of over a hundred thousand, and we consider them um, a more affluent segment, there's still a gap of financial acumen. And so, I think this is really important indicator also for our financial institutions and how they're reaching to these to these particular segments, because what it says to us is there's room for financial education to deliver wealth messages, and for the Asian segment, it's really an opportunity to um, deliver more sophisticated messages of financial planning and financial guidance versus preliminary financial literacy information for the immigrant population. So it's an interesting way to kind of segment and look at the different gro- groups and how they are all processing what they're doing with this disposable income. That And I, I, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but you segued perfectly into the next slide about um, average spend. Um, and if we look at Asians, they're the most judicious in terms of how much they're going to be spending this holiday season. Um, Asians, $515, although this was done before the iPhone ten came out. So maybe everybody is going to be at a thousand dollars now because it's so expensive. But um, <laughs> it's going to take up half of your or your entire double your holiday uh, spending budget. Right. But if, if we look at the total market, um, you know, the, the average is um, five hundred and seventy six dollars. Um, mm-hmm. Hispanics are below that. They're planning to spend um, an average of five hundred and thirty six dollars. 
Um, African Americans slightly more, five hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Again, Asians five hundred and fifteen, and then whites. I thought、mm-hmm. this was interesting. Non-Hispanic whites topping the amount that they'll spend this holiday season at five hundred and seventy-eight dollars.、Um, I don't know that 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 statistic kind of threw me for a loop. I wonder what's. I don't know any any thoughts on what's driving kind of that high, you know, higher spending gonna, from non-Hispanic whites. I was going to ask you the same thing from, <laughs> from a data perspective, you know, because it's it's it is kind of a compelling number that it. And what I was thinking was, is this remaining the same? You know, is this the same from last year? If that number is because maybe that's the way that I see it. If if that is a Non-changing planned fixed budget number,、mm. you know, and and what do you have to do as a brand to motivate that change? Right. Well, I mean,、and、if I can if, you even if I go back to the to the slide on why why they're going to increase, if we look at whites,、um, it looks like credit conditions are good, better.、Um, Tend to resonate、mm-hmm. specifically with whites and Asians. Asians top the list there at forty percent. But whites at thirty one percent. I mean, I don't, I don't know from a financial perspective, credit, and how that's what you know what's happening from a credit perspective here in the U.S. Maybe that's, maybe that's benefiting,、um, you know, whites more than 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 other groups.、Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's a good, good point. We'll have to see if that's a steady spending year over year because this is, I believe, this is our. Fourth or fifth year doing Think Now retail, so we could, we can kind of see if this is a changing trend or if、um, you know non-Hispanic whites are spending more year over year.、Um, mm-hmm. But g- going on to the next slide, slide nine,、uh, and this is, this is I think one of my favorite questions and and data that comes out here.、Um, and and this question we ask: Which of the following groups are on your holiday list this year? Um, so you know, parents, spouse or partner, sibling, friends, adult children, eighteen plus. That's a new category, right? We have millen- <laughs> millennials are still living at home at thirty six.、Um, co co workers, grandparents, neighbors, and so、um, you know, the, the top thing that came out: Hispanic consumers are the most most likely to have children and siblings on their holiday shopping list, and. Um, I like this data point because, you know, I, I think now, you know, we we like we like to put data out that kind of rattles industry standards, right?、Um, and and you know, we see a lot of a tropes in Hispanic marketing around the family, abuelita, kids, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, this data point, you know, it points to that it's a trope for a reason, right? If we look at if we look at Hispanics.、Um, Fifty-seven percent of Hispanics are are have children under eighteen years of age、um, on their shopping list. That's you know more than the total market at fifty-two percent.、Um, significantly, statistically, significantly more than African Americans and Asians. So it points to a couple things.、Mm-hmm. One, you know, one from a marketing perspective, and you could probably better speak to this. There is something about that family message and and Latinos,、mm-hmm. um, and two, it points to a demographic trend. Hispanics are growing, and Hispanics are growing from from births, not immigration. So you have millennials now having kids.、Um, I mean, what do you think? You know, Jennifer. I mean, I I bring up the trope aspect of it. It feels like a 
a played out thing? What's a new, fresh way to kind of capture this idea of a young Latino millennial family from a marketing perspective? Yeah, that's a great point. And even deeper in there is this number of who's who's making these purchases. And this is where I think a lot of mm. brands need to, to be aware of is Latinas are driving a lot of these purchases. Yeah. Latinas are making a lot of the household decisions. And, and we've actually seen some research on the financial side. You know, it's different research that appears when you're looking at um, when, when both partners are interviewed to say, hey, we make co- co-decisions. And when they're interviewed separately, they've often said it's the Latina that makes the ultimate financial decision. Um, and I think that plays true in a lot of segments as well. We saw some research a couple of years ago that came out from, um, I believe it was Honey Bunches of Oats from General Mills that talked about 100% of their new growth was coming from Latina moms. Wow. So it is really incredible, you know, that, that what – the brands need to know is you're right. It's not just a, a um, stereotype to say that, that Latinos are more closely connected with their family, but it's actually a way to connect with them directly is to present not only just the, the, the family that's, you know, the, like the picture you show here, the, the grandmother, the mom, the dad, the kids, the extended family, um, but also looking at that relationship a little bit more deeply of who's making some of those household decisions. And in a lot of cases, it's a Latina that's deriving uh, some of these behaviors. So it's a very powerful emerging market and sub-market for, for these brands to pay attention to. And, and, and that's a great way to look at it, Jennifer. I mean, it, and that's the way all companies should look at about it, right? It's not necessarily who you're portraying in your ad. It's who's the decision maker, right? Because ultimately... You, you want to grow, you want to sell more products, but looking at the decision maker is going to give you those insights. Like how are they making their decisions, right? What is, what is it? What are some values that Latina moms hold that, you know, that are different than other segments? And of course, every, every mother wants their child to thrive, but what thriving mm-hmm. means is different to mm-hmm. Latinos than African-Americans and non-Hispanic whites and Asians. So, um, yeah, looking at that decision maker and getting at those insights of, of, of how how you can position your product in terms of driver and decision makers is great. That's great advice. You know, and I really think that it's uh, an opportunity for brands. The, the, the overarching message for all of this is take a deeper look at where the emerging growth is coming from from a, from a growth perspective, from a revenue perspective. And I think it will really challenge companies on their their spends, their ad spends, their marketing spends, because if 100% of your growth is coming from a Latina audience, then why are you spending 90% of your budget somewhere else? Yeah, no, and, and, and I want to jump into to the next slide here, slide 10, um, because I, I, this is probably going to be last, likely our, our last slide, um, you know, where they're buying. Um, and so this question we looked at, where do you get the most ideas for the gifts that you're planning to buy? Um, and some, re- you know, we, we found some, some really interesting differences in, in the groups. So um, looking at um, whites, for example, most likely to ask people what they want. Um, and then looking at Hispanics um, online. And this is, although it's not on the slide, we have asked this year over year, 
we're seeing a consistent growth of Latinos looking for gifts online. Um, do you mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit about what's happening there and what's, what's driving this move mm -hmm. to Hispanics to be kind of searching online and shopping more online for holiday gifts? Sure. I think it's two factors. I think it's one is the Hispanics are uh, sophisticated and savvy consumers. They are looking online for deals. They are doing their research, and they're finding what is a superior product. Um, two, it's this, the increase and the fast adaption and the quick adaption of, of mobile. You know, we really see this, uh, I think I mentioned the statistic earlier, but we really see the over-index of mobile usage compared to the, to the total market. So I think that it's going to be a trend that continues to increase at a, at a highly disproportionate rate for, for Hispanics that are um, seeking information online and becoming more savvy about it. You know, the other compelling part for me on this is that on this slide is that Hispanics are the most likely to go to advertising for sources for ideas. I think this speaks to the brand loyalty and the openness of connecting directly with brands that this segment has compared to other segments. They're less skeptical of direct brand relationships. And that's, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that really is, I think, the most powerful data point for advertisers is Latinos uh, are the most likely segment to look at advertising for holiday gifts online, which, I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? For, for a brand like you, 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 know, you, you want to go uh, exactly, but to go a little bit deeper on it, you know, it's about the right media mix uh, because you see on the, on the white uh, non-Hispanic side, only 5% are mostly mm. are, are more susceptible to advertising so for me, it's taking a look at the segments and then dividing what that media mix looks like. Increase the Hispanic ad spending, but decrease the non-Hispanic white spending and increase your, your public relations efforts. Increase your um, influencer and relationships. It's about taking this data and then how do you cut and segment it so that you're really penetrating using the most of your resources while doing it. You know, for us, we see a really strong penetration and influence for Hispanics on the public relations side because reporters are not just um, adversaries. You know, they're not just this conservative and this liberal voice that we see in the general market. They're really advocates for the community. So when a reporter comes in, speaks about a brand and inserts it into the story as somebody providing information, health information, financial information, then it's more likely for this message to penetrate with the Hispanic audience. And then that further develops into this, this referral rate that we've seen that is three times higher in the Hispanic space than in the general market space. So I think it's really important for brands to pay attention to what's the right media mix and do we need to spend as much in advertising or should we do more public relations and community relations and influencer outreach as well. That's a really good point. I, and I haven't thought about that slide from that perspective, but it almost, I mean, we haven't taken a stand for or against this whole total market approach, um, but mm -hmm. this almost points to not taking a total market approach, at least from a media spend perspective, right? Because there is no magic bullet. Each of these groups are consuming and learning about 
in this case, gift ideas differently. So you have to look at each group separately and understand what's that right mix. I agree. You know, that's one of our recommendations is it's not about total market. It's about total business. So first look at where your revenue and your potential clients and customers are coming from and then decide how much you're going to spend versus taking the opposite approach. Agree. And I think that's a a good place for us to stop, if you can believe it. We're almost at, at 30 minutes here. And um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks again, Jennifer, for joining us on this podcast. It was great to partner with you on the study and talk about this study a little bit more. Um, for those of you want to um, keep, please keep an eye out for our next study coming out in November, Think Now Voice. We're going to be looking at how multicultural consumers are interacting with voice-controlled home products like Google Home and Amazon Echo right before the holidays. Um, Thanks again for everyone for listening and uh, look forward for you listening to our next podcast. Thank you so much, Mario. Amazing research and work that you guys are doing, and we're just happy to be a part of it. I I could talk about this for four more hours. Thanks for cutting us off. (laughs) Lucid is the world's largest audience platform for sourcing and understanding human answers real deterministic data about human behavior at scale 